Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Priscilla Flores, soon to be Flores Rodriguez. The count is 171 days, but <laughs> who's counting, right? Um, it would be me. That's me. I'm counting. I'm that girl who's counting, um, but it makes it fun. I want to start off this episode by saying I apologize to you all because I don't know if I had ever said this out loud to everybody, but my goal was to create a podcast no matter how long or how short it was once a month um, so that we can have it out on the first of every month. Um, And as soon as I started that uh, promise, maybe to myself or this commitment, I failed. (laughs) Has that ever happened to anyone? I'm sure I'm not the only one who that has happened to. Uh, So my goal was to have something for February, March, and April. And get this, I actually had a 15-minute episode ready to go for the month of May, and apparently I was distracted and never came back to it. And I was listening to it, and it's like extremely outdated. (laughs) So here I am, you know, it just is what it is. Apparently, um, planning a wedding takes up some time. Yeah. And it's hard when you already don't have a lot of time. But that's changing. That is changing. I'm making a new commitment that for the rest of the year, I will be open to spending more time with my fiance as we grow um, and prepare for the next chapter in life. Great stuff. I will still continue the podcast. I miss it. I miss talking to you all on a more of a regular basis. I was extremely stumped. Um, I know that we've been talking about the fruit of the spirit and I had said that I wanted to share with you all each individual fruit and what it meant or um, uh, just going into further detail about what the scripture says about that particular fruit. Um, And so I was stumped with goodness, God's goodness. I don't know why I was stumped, but nonetheless, I was. (laughs) So I took some time uh, to really think about uh, God's goodness because I could have approached this in many different ways. And um, yeah, I just didn't know how to do it up until today. Okay, so I don't think I have any other updates. So without further ado, here is Fearlessly Authentic, The Fruit of the Spirit, Goodness. goodness, God's goodness. What can I say about his goodness? What is it and how can I share it? Well, let me start by diving into Psalms 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who takes refuge in him. Now let's go to Psalms 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. The Lord is our refuge. He's also our shield. Our faith in him is our shield. And we are found blameless in his sight. But through Jesus Christ. We are credited his righteousness. And so when the Lord sees us, when we've received Jesus, 
the Lord sees his son and he wants good things for his son. The experience alone is good. No matter what the situation is, if God is in the situation, then there is good to be found. Taste and see, Psalm says. So this tells me that it is, in fact, an experience. God determines what is good and what is bad. Before Adam and Eve, there was only good. Before they actually bit into the apple, Adam and Eve, before they actually bit into the apple, all that they knew was good. Um, God created the heavens and the earth, the sky, the animals, day and night, not in this order, but he created all of this. And he said, it is good. He then created man and said, let's make man into our likeness. And he created man and said, it is good. He said, it's not good. So he knows what is not good. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. So he created a helper and he created the woman from his rib. And it was very good. Okay. Very good that he created woman. <laughs> so all that Adam and Eve had tasted was good. There was one tree, the one tree that they were told not to eat from, and that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, God told Adam, don't eat from that tree. You will surely die. Then he created woman, and then the serpent came. The serpent went to the woman. Isn't that like just like the enemy, right? So he didn't even go to the actual source. He didn't go to Adam who actually heard God say this. He went to the woman who was past this information. And he says, uh, is it really true? Like, did God really tell you that? Like, are you sure that he just doesn't want you to be like him? So nonetheless, they took a bite from the tree and bam, now they know what is right and wrong. And now all of a sudden they look down and realize that they're naked and it's not good. <laughs> it is not good. The enemy wants to distort and he wants to interrupt anything that was meant to be good for us. And goodness can only be produced by the Holy Spirit. So this fruit of goodness is only produced by the Holy Spirit, in essence, by God, right? Now, I want to separate a couple things. Goodness and good works. Those are two different things. Um, goodness is based on the motives of the heart. So we know um, if you know God, then you know good, then you know when intentions are good. Um, if we are lacking God in our lives, then there would be malintention, ill intention um, behind some of the things that we are doing, even the ones that are deemed and claimed to be good. Um, the enemy comes in to obviously distort, right? So good works can be subjective because people may say or believe that they are doing something good, but in all reality, it's detrimental to themselves and to others. Um, just a couple of examples off the top of my head, but we do have the Holocaust, right? People were turning in Jews thinking that they were doing the greater good for, um, for Germans. Um, they believed that turning in the Jews and persecuting the Jews, killing the Jews was um, their right, was their way of living, and that they were doing the world a favor, basically. 
that was wrong, okay? That was wrong. That is not good. That was bad, very bad. Another um, example, and this is, you know, unpopular example, but uh, abortion. So society says that it is good because then the mother can fulfill her own desires. She's acting out her own personal choice and all this stuff. But not only is it uh, detrimental, obviously, to a human life where an innocent human is being killed, but the mother also is killing and destroying her own soul with the grip of shame and heartbreak for the choice and for the free will to make the choice. And um, free will is supposed to be a good thing, but it's a good thing only until it's no longer a good thing, right? So we all want free will and choice and freedom to do whatever it is that we want until um, we are the ones assaulted. And we can go on and on and on about what is what society says to be good, what really isn't. Um, a few more examples, you know, drinking, they say it's fun, um, but it's only it's only fun in games until there's an accident and someone is killed. Um, sex, uh, sex, have sex with whoever you want, as many partners as you want. You know, you have that freedom, you have choice, but it's all fun in games until someone gets uh, an unwanted pregnancy, a sickness, or unless it's an older man or older woman seducing your kid, right? Relationships, whether single or in an intimate relationship, um, neither one of them really mean anything unless uh, there is Jesus in the center. Um, but society will tell us that it's so good to be single because you can do whatever you want, but it really doesn't matter unless you have God. And the same thing with being in a relationship um, in general, um, any kind of relationship, even relationship with our uh, parents, relationship with our kids, um, how easily they can be distorted based off of the decisions that we make um, thinking that it was the best decision at the time. Uh, think about any wounds that you may have from like your parents. You know, they were doing the best that they could with what they knew how. And to them, it was good. But to you, it wasn't enough. Hmm? But I say all of this just to say that when we do take refuge in God and when we do have um, him as our shield, our faith as a shield, uh, we never have to worry about God's intentions. God's intentions for us are good and are always good. I'm going to take us to Proverbs eleven twenty seven. 27. Um, it says, he who seeks good finds goodwill, but evil comes to him who searches for it. So although I don't have to worry about God's intentions, um, there is a true enemy of our soul who wants to distort what God meant for good. He wants to destroy what God meant for good. And he wants to distract us from God's goodness. The number of good experiences in our lives aren't as many as the bad ones for most of the world because the enemy wants to rob us of the experience of God because he knows once we taste and see that the Lord is good, that you're not going to want to go back. You're not going to want to go back to the ways of the world. Goodness, goodness is actually living inside of us through the Holy Spirit. And we get the opportunity to tell others about the goodness of God. But even better, 
what's even more cool is that we actually get to partner with the Holy Spirit to give people a glimpse, just a piece of his goodness through our interactions. Um, God may place it on your heart to talk to someone, uh, to pray for someone, to share, to share with someone, to give uh, to someone or to give in an abundance. Uh, I'm going to take you to Proverbs 11.23. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. Now, who's righteous? Well, God is righteous. And then, of course, we are then credited the righteousness in Jesus Christ. But there is a hope and a promise that whatever our desire is from the Holy Spirit will be good. So the desires of your heart, it's like a little circle. So the thing is, is that when you spend more time with God, God begins to transform your mind. He begins to transform your heart. And then as we are spending time with him, he actually places seeds of desires within our hearts. And then when we take our desires to him, we're like, Lord, this is the desires of our heart. And he's like, oh, good, because I put that in you. And those are the promptings that we feel from the Holy Spirit, those desires, um, that urgency when we see someone and all of a sudden we feel this desire, this need to um, act upon it on um on behalf of the Holy Spirit, to be the hands and feet of the Holy Spirit. And the wicked are those whose the Father is, whose Father is, okay, let me say it again. The wicked are those whose Father is the Father of all lies, Satan, the ways of the world, the evil that we see in today's culture and previous cultures. Um, he started his journey with, a lie he told Eve the you know the first lie are you sure that god just doesn't want you to be like him he knows that you're going to be like him uh what a lie and um we now think that we're little g's and i say we as a human race within this world um we think that we are little g's um so there is some sort of truth to it but the way that uh, the enemy distorts the truth right because uh, that's not what the the tree actually gave us. The tree gave us knowledge of what is good and what is evil, which is why when you do what is evil or when you do bad things, your conscience kicks in, shame kicks in, things of that sort. Um, but if if you have ever worth if you if you have ever read the Bible, then you are aware of God's wrath. All throughout the Old Testament, we had Noah's Ark for the people who were just living in sin, who began worshiping other idols. Um, God's wrath was upon them. Sodom and Gomorrah, the way that they were living their, their lives sexually, um, God's wrath fell upon him. And ultimately, God's wrath would be falling upon us and is going to fall upon those who turn away from him. Um, but that's why he sent Jesus down to come and die for our sins, uh, for the wages of sin is death, meaning someone has to pay for the bad. Someone has to pay for all the evil that we're doing. Cause God's like, that is not of me and I'm not paying for that, but I will do you a, a huge favor. And I'm going to send down my son who knows good, who knows, uh, righteousness, who knows purity, who knows joy, who knows love. I'm going to send him down, who is all of these things. I'm going to send him down and he's going to die for your actions, for your consequences, for your sins. 
but he's going to be raised up because in those three days that he was actually in the tomb, he was kicking hell's butt and then he rose again. And that is where our hope lies in. Our hope is now in, in Jesus, um, that we don't have to feel God's wrath. He paid that debt for us. So we get to experience God's goodness. Um, and this is in God's will for for you um, is to experience his goodness. But there are consequences for our decisions we make in our in our own free will. And uh, America is probably the closest thing to living in our free will. There is no real freedom like the one in Christ. This is why it is so important for us as believers to share his goodness we know what it tastes like. We've experienced him. And as we continue our walk with him, uh, he brings a new batch of goodness with every experience. It's fresh. It's good. It's juicy. Um, let me share this story with you. So about a month and a half ago, uh, Prayer and Pilates, which is the tribe I was leading, we met under a pavilion at Brackenridge Park. And uh, it was raining that day. And as we walked into the pavilion, there is a woman standing uh, near one of the benches. And I asked her if we could come and just do Pilates right here. She said that was fine. Then we, I started talking to her. I asked her if she wanted to join us for Pilates and explained to her that we were going to do 30 minutes of Pilates and then that we were going to talk about God and prayer for, for an hour. And um, she was really insistent that it wasn't for her. She didn't have a mat. Uh, was one of her things that she said was that I can't because I don't have a mat. Um, I'm not in the right shoes, whatever the whatever it was. Um, but she just didn't want to stay. So before she walked out, I asked if I could pray for her. And so I did. And um, I, I don't even remember exactly what the prayer was for her, but it didn't matter. Um, I just felt that uh, that calling that there was no accident Um that she was there. And so I felt the desire to share um, in a prayer with her. And so four weeks later, maybe even more, honestly, I couldn't tell you exactly, but uh, we were outside at Brackenridge Park doing prayer and Pilates. And um, the same woman who I had prayed over, the homeless woman, she came um, up to me asking like, hey, are y'all with the church? And I was like, hey, I remember you. I prayed over you. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And so this woman had even bought a mat. She was so ready for prayer and Pilates. It was awesome. It was really, really cool, um, to say the least. Uh, during, during the teaching that night, I was explaining uh, to the group that we can tell when people have been with the Holy Spirit because people who are uh, abide, who are abiding in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit abides in them, they bring the fruit of the Spirit. You know, they bring that love, that joy, that peace, the patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these they embody. And you can feel when that fruit has been produced and it is uh, evident and uh, the woman interrupted me and she said, can, she said, can I say something? I said, of course. And she said that uh, she could justify getting a mat because she can lay on it. She can do Pilates on it now. Um, and she can justify meeting us here to work out because, you know, who doesn't need a good workout? 
But what brought her back was her experience with me. And it was so awesome to see God's goodness being experienced from an outside perspective. It was really cool that the Lord allowed me to partake in that, to give me that desire to want to pray for her, to invite her, and to make her feel like she mattered. It was just an awesome experience. And I have so many more stories that I could share about God's goodness. I could share about how he's answering prayers right now, family restoration that I've been praying for the past four years. And yet it's coming into fruition. That's God's goodness, his faithfulness, you know, um, the many experiences that I, I have felt when I didn't know what I was going to do about groceries, but yet God provided, you know, sharing in that experience with him or seeing that experience or feeling that experience. Um, but we can only experience God's goodness if we are, um, if we are seeking after his goodness. Here's how I can explain God's goodness. You know, when you go to a good restaurant and the food was good, drinks were good. The staff was amazing, very attentive to your needs. Uh, the atmosphere was very positive. People were laughing and smiling. You go to the restroom and the restroom is even clean. And you have a great experience at this restaurant. And then Google says, hey, you just visited blah, 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 blah. Will you like to leave a review? And so you go off on the restaurant, you brag about how awesome and amazing the food was and how great and tasty the drinks were. And then you go home and you tell everybody else about the place, right? You go home and you're like, oh my gosh, mom, we went to this restaurant. It was so good. You got to try it. Or, you know, you call your girlfriends, your friends, and you tell them and you brag about your experience with them, with that restaurant. And that's what an experience with God is like. It, it gets you to want to testify of his goodness, to want to go share in that. And as we produce the fruit of the spirit, we will have plenty of goodness to share and pass around. So I encourage you today to spend time with the Holy Spirit so that way you too can share in the fruit that is produced and that others can also taste that he is good. You were just listening to an episode of Fearlessly Authentic. My name is Priscilla Flores, and I hope you felt encouraged in this message. If you did, go ahead and share this episode with a loved one. Subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Anchor or Spotify to get notifications when episodes are published. Thank you for listening. And always remember, hope is just a prayer away. God bless.